Military Mom Talk Radio. We know behind every soldier, sailor, airman, and marine is the family supporting them. With over 200 episodes in 17 countries, over five seasons, with three million monthly listeners, we are Radio Strong. Now here are your hosts, Sandra Beck and Robin Boyd. everybody, this is Sandra Beck and I'm here with Robin Boyd and we are talking today about how to change your state. Now I learned this many years ago, Rob, when I would uh, study under Tony Robbins. I really enjoyed uh, going to his stuff and, and learning what he had to teach and one of the things he taught me was how to change your state and I was talking to my kids and my dad the other day because everybody was in a bad mood. I think it's mm-hmm. like you know, the weather's changing, everybody's getting mm-hmm. the sniffles, and, you know, it's back full into school. We have another month at least until a break, mm. and everybody had kind of the 501 blues, and I said, you know, you guys, you don't have to sit and wallow. You can change your state, and then yeah. they're like, well, you're like, what do you mean? I'm like, well, here's the thing. When you're down, or you're depressed, or you're frustrated, or you're scared, or you're anxious, you have a lot of choices, and I don't think people realize that. I know I didn't, and my kids didn't, and my dad sure didn't, and that's kind of eight to eighty in our household, Rob. So right, right. Talking about changing your state when things aren't going well mm-hmm. is a choice. It is a choice, and I think sometimes you have to communicate what you need in order to be able to make that choice, because there are times when one person needs something of you, and it's not necessarily the nag, 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 but you know, that's what it feels like is nag, nag, nag. And sometimes you have to be clear about what boundaries you need to get through what you're doing, because it might mean I need 10 minutes to finish what I'm doing, or Mm -hmm. I need to go for a walk so that I can get through X, Y, Z. And then I can't wait to talk to you. I mean, I think that as opposed to saying, will you get off my back? Will you get the heck away from me? You, you, instead of that, you've got to be a little more clear about what your needs are. And you kind of have to be your own self-advocate. You can't bear the burden just because you are thinking that you've got to solve everything in the family. You've got to kind of say, I need this right now. This is pri- This is what I've got to do. Well, and I think that, you know, we're going to dial it back a step because I think that requires, um, I know with me, it requires me to sit down for a second and go, okay, hold on. What's going on with me? Yeah. 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 You know, like yesterday was a perfect example. I had a client with a website down. I had one kid needed to get to dance. The other kid needed my credit card because he needed gas for his car. Mm -hmm. My dad can't find the Buffalo Bills game. And the buzzer is going off on the dryer, you know, like I'm done. And I, I stopped in the middle of the living room, Rob. And I was like, I wanted to scream because there Mm -hmm. was five or six things pulling at me at once. And then my phone was ringing too, all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. It was my brother, but he couldn't hear it. So it was still up to me to get the phone and bring it to Mm. my dad because he doesn't have his hearing aids in. So, you know, I'm standing there in the middle of the living room going, I want to scream. I want to cry. And so Mm -hmm. I stopped and I thought to myself, okay, what is going on with me? And, you know, and I really did tune out everybody and they literally standing there, you know, and the phone's gone off, the dryer's gone off, all waiting for me. And I just looked at him and I said, you guys, I'm really tired. 
here, you know, the card is here in my office. Go find it. Get your stuff ready for dance. And while you're doing that, pull the stuff out of the dryer and go upstairs. Yep. And where yep. I normally would have done everything. Yeah. I leveraged it because I knew yes. I was tired. And then it was really funny because everybody's running around doing their thing. You know, I said, you know, dad, go get your phone. It's ringing. He goes and gets his phone. I walked straight to the couch. I laid flat on my back. I covered up with a blanket and closed my eyes. And yeah. I'm like, you know what? The, the, the website can wait. It yep. can wait one hour. You know, it's not yes. taken over by porn. There's a form that's not working. It's not the end of the day. You're, my client anxiety cannot become my anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. My kid anxiety cannot become my anxiety. My parent anxiety cannot become my anxiety. You know, when you have work, kid, and elder mm-hmm. that you're responsible for, um, and it was a Sunday at like, two o'clock, you know, this is supposed to be the day of rest. So it was a self-declared day of rest Yeah, because we're so used to, I think either as an employee or as a child or as a parent. Okay. I'll get it. I got it. Yep. I can get it done. Yep. 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 No problem. Yep. And then at the end of the day, you're shot. Yeah. Yeah. And then it only perpetuates because if you are feeling, rather than feeling accomplishment, feeling unsuccesses, I don't want to use the word failure, but unsuccesses, then that only sets you up for starting off on a bad foot the next day because you feel like you've got to catch up for what didn't go right as opposed to, all right, one task, I need to say, yes, okay, I got that. All right, this task, okay, got it. And then at least that's giving you some positive for the next day. Well, and I want to talk about this failure thing because, you know, I'm a big one that feels a lot of failure because I don't get everything done and provide mm-hmm. everything that, a you know, I'm a single parent, sole supporting and, mm. you know, I've got a lot on my plate and I really had to work on changing my thinking because instead of looking at my to-do list, which is really long and going down the list and going, I didn't get this done. I didn't get this done. I changed my thinking truly. And I go, wow, I got this done. I got, yes, exactly. And I changed my, my, my way of ticking off the way things were done. I would write Mm -hmm. my to-do list and I'd make a nice little neat check mark when it's done. Now I highlight in like yellow and red, all the things I completed and then the ones that aren't completed are less screaming at me because mm-hmm. when I did the opposite, you know, I would yeah. put, you know, I would highlight in yellow or pink, you know, what it still needed to be done. And it was like, you haven't done me yet. You haven't done me yet. You haven't done me yet. And it was so yep. much pressure. And then I yeah. watched some podcast of some, or listened to some podcast of some mom who talked about the same feeling of failure because she used this red mark, red ink, mm, like, like mm-hmm. a bad test. Mm-hmm. And I didn't realize how much my to-do list necessary was causing additional emotional stress on me. Yes. So yes. when I flipped it around and I started highlighting the things I had completed, and put yay you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, because exactly. I can complete 95 things in one day and there's five that weren't. Yeah. And it's and like, if- wait a minute. So that day's a success. Yeah, yeah. It's not a failure. It's not a failure because we didn't get those five things done. Now, I think also you need to ordinate things, you know, put them in order. Sure. You know, if you have five things that absolutely have to get done that day and you don't do it, yeah. okay, now we have a problem. Right, 
Right. Not everything on your to-do list is the same weight. Right. Exactly. And if you are employed and that is part of your job, yes, you, there are certain things that you have to do. Um, but then what you do need to do, like you say, is leverage those things that are flexible or le- have less priority than the things that are mandatory. Right. You know, and it's one of those things. So if I have, you know, switch the laundry or throw in the laundry certainly is not the same weight as write a proposal. Yes. You know, like, or get my kids, you know, uh, uniform cleaned because he has to be at Boy Scouts tomorrow Mm -hmm. for an event that Mm -hmm. takes high priority over say, you know, just editing a document that's not due till the end of the week. Because exactly. I think sometimes I look at the list and go, well, what do I feel like doing? Like, what do I feel like? What's easier? Yeah. What's fun? And, um, <laughs> you know, Rob, when we talk about those things, I also schedule in some permanent downtime for myself. You know, Fridays, I have my think days. I have mm-hmm. three hours that is just there to think, to go over my schedule, to look at my back to-do list, to see, you know, what can I do better? How can I improve or brainstorm on ideas for my myself or my company or my family? But one of the things that I do is I always build in some entertainment because entertainment yes. always gets pushed to the back. And right. there is this podcast, it's called Bad Batch. And I have to tell you, it is so much fun. It's like, creepy good listening and do you remember like my mom used to always say you know the shadow knows the shadow knows the shadow knows <laughs> and you know that was yes. an old time radio show that she used mm-hmm. to listen to scared the dickens out of her well this is something that is creepy good fun and um you know it's a it's a it's a podcast and it's it's made by wondrous dr death people um, like if you listen to Dr. Death, you heard about those 33 patients who went in for surgery and had their lives like totally, yes. yeah, totally changed. Yeah, changed forever. Yes. Yeah. By some incompetent doctor or whatever. Yeah. Right. right. Yeah. So, you know, like all of us, you know, we always have to make decisions about our health and, you know, treating, you know, issues with our parents or like managing pain and it can be scary and life changing. And mm-hmm. What I love about this spooky, scary podcast is what happens if you're offered this supposed miracle cure and only end up like worse than before? Like it's, it's pretty creepy. <laughs> it sounds like a Robin Cook novel, you know, it, it sounds wonderful actually, because who doesn't like this kind of, um, thriller, you know, you get sucked into it and then is this going to be a series? is it's a series and it's it's a scary series and i love it right and it's this host reporter laura beal who broke that Mm -hmm. story open about you know all the the things that are happening with stem cell therapy and this bad batch that was given to a group of patients with this like crazy bad results and so this new podcast bad batch investigates this multi-million dollar under-regulated industry of stem cell therapy and it's it's this industry that claims to treat pain and autoimmune and infections, even autism. Huh. And so it's really fun because if you, if you like this kind of stuff, you know, if yeah. you like to, to really think, cause what I liked about this too, Rob, about this podcast is it's not just 
scary, creepy, good fun. It also makes you think and really challenges. Yeah. What, you know, what am I putting in my body? What, how am I vetting these doctors or this industry? I'm not saying that they're all bad or they're all right. Right. It's a real good thought provoker. Well, truly, because we should be thinking about who we're going to, but I, it really does make you think, uh, well, how can we subscribe to this? Because I really want to listen to it. Yeah, well, it's called Bad Batch, yeah, Bad okay. Batch, B-A-D-B-A-T-C-H on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or okay. wherever you're listening now. Um, and yeah. we're also going to put the link in our episode notes. So if you're listening to us at Toginet Radio, it'll mm-hmm. be in the episode notes there. But just go ahead and google bad batch it's by wondery and wondery is spelled w-o-n-d-e-r-y and they are also the producers of dr death so it's really creepy good fun and you're going to want to listen to it because those type of things take us away from the mundane they take us away from our frustrations and they really help us change our state you're right changing your state and and totally needing to sort of back up there are times that I'll just pay, play a game on my compute on my phone, and I love just doing something because you're focused on that for just a moment. You you kind of put the world aside, just play a like a word game, or I, I like there's a word stack or something or other that I play, and there's a couple of little games like that. That's perfect. Or some people like to color those adult coloring books. Oh my goodness, people love that. But like you say, San, it's the um, it's the moment that you need to sort of reboot, and yeah. we have to reboot our computers. We have to reboot all of our, our electronics every now and then. We got to reboot our brains and our bodies. Well, and that's the the thing that you know was really counterintuitive to me that. You know, I was one of those people who just kept pushing through, pushing through, pushing yeah. through. Yeah. And I didn't realize like when I would stop and go to sleep, you know, take a, take mm-hmm. a nap or, or go to bed early or, you know, that was really hard for me because it was a conscious choice. You know, normally I'm like, I'm one of those people who it's like, you can't go to sleep till your work is done. You can't go do this till your work is done. You can't go do this. You know, yeah. that's probably the way I was raised. It's also the reason I'm successful, but <laughs> But at a cost. And, you know, what I found is when I do take a break, like the kids will laugh at me. I'll go and I'll get like a Diet Coke and I'll go sit and watch like two Big Bang Theories. It's like takes me about 40 minutes. I put my feet up. I lay back in my chair and I just completely relax and Mm -hmm. let this silly little TV show take me away for 40 minutes. And then I come back and I pound out great ideas and great information. And sometimes I do, I take these little calf naps. Have you heard of these? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it takes 20 minutes or so yeah. for caffeine to kick in. So yeah. I actually use the Care Of, they're one of our sponsors. I use the Care Of little caffeine sticks. They call them batteries. You yes. know, it's like 100, yes. uh, I don't know, milligrams, whatever, of caffeine. And I, you shake it on your tongue, it's kind of sweet and you know, I go in and I, I take that. And then I literally set my alarm on my phone. I lay down on my couch Uh and I completely let myself go for 20 minutes. And what's funny is I always wake up before the alarm because the caffeine starts to kick in. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm not advocating drug use. Like let's, Oh gosh, no, it's a caffeine's a drug and I get that. But you know, when you have very little choice in certain things, Mm-hmm. I can't give my kids back. <laughs> you know, I can't get married tomorrow and yeah, have a, yeah. a support. You know, I can't yeah. turn my dad's 
clock back from 86 to, you know, 26. Right. Things, you know, you, you can't change, but you can change how you, how you go about your day. And one of the other big state changers that I do, Robin, I know this is probably sounds really funny, but I take a bath. Oh, I do too. You know, absolutely. If I'm really racked. Yep. Yep. Definitely, you know, just lay back and soak. And I usually try and bring something to read or something so that I'm not just doing. <laughs> I used to say to the kids when we all needed to get in and out of the bathtub, just pits and parts, pits and parts. Let's go, let's go. <laughs> yeah. And that's kind of what you, when you end up showering so quickly, you get everything. But you know what? You're not relaxing. You're not cleansing your brain. You're not cleansing your soul. Um, and it's true. I work in an office most of the day and I find I need to just get up and I just th- walk around the office. I go out one back door and walk around the building and come back in the front door. And uh, I, it, you just have to get away from what you're doing just so that you can reset that brain. Just well, and it doesn't yep. matter if it's your kids, if yep. it's, you know, folding laundry, you know, when yep. sometimes I have those marathon laundry days where it's like, oh, I've yeah. done laundry seriously for like eight hours between folding and yeah, I'm running and doing other things in between, but I've got laundry on the line, laundry in the dryer, laundry in this, yep. I'm trying to cook dinner, trying to do everything else. And, you know, just to step away, mm-hmm. but that's why, you know, Rob, a couple of my friends used to make fun of me because at one point I had three basic gym memberships. <laughs> And they're like, why do you have three basic gym memberships? I'm like, well, I had, you know, inexpensive ones. My good one, you know, was near my house because that's where I go the most. But when I was working down in that real estate office, I signed up for one down the street and I could leave like when I was really stressed out, I would say, I've got to go for an appointment. I would leave the office. I would go down to the gym and Rob, I wouldn't ride the bike. I wouldn't work out or anything. Sometimes I would just sit cross-legged with music on and put my hair up and take a shower. Yeah. The hot water, just like if I had a really bad headache at work and I I couldn't deal with anybody one more minute and it wasn't an option to just go home sick every time I had a headache. Right. Right. And so, you know, I think people don't recognize sometimes that a gym can be a place of peace. Mm -hmm. One of the gyms Mm -hmm. out here that I belong to has a lounge. (laughs) <laughs> oh wow and it's just it's just a room with couches in it and then they yep. say you know mute your phones you know it's got chairs and little tables and I don't know if you can eat in there I, I've never seen anybody eat in there I see a lot of people with water bottles or yeah know, I think they're coffee bottles because they're those big heavy metal ones right yeah but they might be in there reading the paper like in between going to work or mm-hmm. you know so where can you go because sometimes you need to to change your location. Yes. And so yes. I can't I can't take off work if I have a full work day like everyone else. You get in the car, mm-hmm. you go there. But mm-hmm. I do have an hour lunch, and a lot of times there's some empty spots in my day mm-hmm. that I could just walk over there, sit down for a few minutes. And yeah. not be bothered by anybody. That's really cool. And I know a lot of times um, either countering depression or even with weight loss, they tell you not to 
not to do your regular routine. Like if you have one chair that you always sit in, in the living room, sit someplace else. If you have, um, what, you know, you sit on the third chair at the dining room table, sit in the first chair, whatever it is, you just rock it up a little bit because that puts you in a different frame of mind in, in a different state. Well, if you think about it, like, you know, I like to move my furniture around every now and then, you know, one, it gives me a good time to vacuum, but I do that in my office too. Like I move my screens around, I move things because sometimes like at certain types of the year, I like to sit with myself facing the window because the sun has moved. It's not like blinding me, you know, like it is like June, July, August. You just, you know, I get a sunburn working at my desk. Yeah. So, you know, moving that stuff around allows you to give it a good clean. And then when you sit down to work, it feels new. It feels different. You know, you have a, you know, you don't have, you're not looking at the same exact thing. Now you can just Mm -hmm. shift a little bit and see, you know, the side of the lamp instead of that front of the lamp. Those little things make a difference. It does make a difference and it it might mean maybe it's new, uh, a new runner on the table or maybe it's new curtains or maybe it's whatever is inexpensive that is new to you. It, It does. It changes up your environment so that you are looking at everything newly. Well, and one of the things that I like to do, uh, one of my big state changers is mm-hmm. when school supplies come out in August and July, I like to go through my office. <laughs> I know you do. <laughs> and go, and I do. I like, look at yeah. this cute, like, I mean, it's like everybody look at this little baby stapler I found. I it's like it. a little travel stapler. It's bright orange, so I can find yeah. it anywhere. I'm a stapler, not a paper clipper, but I did buy some color paper clips. Yeah. Um, you know, they're, they're really dirt cheap at that time. And this is a tax deduction, you know, if you're sure. self-employed. Um, but I like to go through and throw out the junky pencils and, mm-hmm. you know, the, the markers that are dried up, the things that don't work because all that stuff piles up. Oh, and then man. like I get a new fresh, um, I'm going to show Robin this. I know you guys can't see it, but look at my fresh mug of Sharpies. Oh, look at the new Sharpies. All and I got a mug are- like that has a cow head on it. And it's white, so it really shows off the Sharpies. So the Sharpies not only are functional, but they add some fun and whimsy to my desk. And they're colorful. They're bright and cheery. They look like M&Ms, only the markers aren't fattening. I'm not good with gardening or keeping live plants, but every so often I'll just go to the grocery store and I just buy a couple of either carnations or whatever springtime you know you put the tulips it's amazing how just having some some flowers on your desk uh just kind of makes you feel i don't know just refreshed or so i do that every so often i'll just put a little something on my desk because you know you're in a cubicle what can you can only decorate your cubicle so much and so i will tell you have you gone on pinterest and looked at like decorate my cubicle on pinterest it is I'll have to look Fantastic at Fantastic what some of these people do, you know, <laughs> to, um, you know, to just make their workspace or their environment, you know, really, really fantastic. Yeah. I mean, you know, within reason, some companies don't allow oh, that, sure. but, um, you know, if you go to decorate my cubicle and on Pinterest, you'll get some great oh, ideas. Good. <laughs> I like I when they decorate them for Christmas. Oh yeah, yeah. We for every so often our company does a little challenge. You know, everybody kind of put their uh, decorate up your cubicle, and then they they have somebody walk around and 
pick the best and you get a Dunkin' Donuts or a Starbucks coupon or something. There we go. Here's the one I, I it's on my account. It says 152 best cubicle decor images. <laughs> like, and it just gives you, you yeah. know, cause some of them to me, like look really junky, but the one that I think that is like the one you guys have to look it up. It's called fantastic fixes to help your sad, pathetic cubicle. <laughs> and what this person did was they hung like brown. It looks like brown, maybe contact paper or, you know, maybe be fabric tacked up there. Yeah, yeah. And then they use like a banker's lamp and then they put a, looks like a green contact paper on their desk. Oh they make my. it look like an old fashioned library, like an antique library. And he's got this picture. She's got this picture, like looks like it should be in a library. And oh then gosh. they put a fireplace, um, <laughs> going a fire on the, on uh, YouTube. Like, you know how you can get the crackling fire? Yes. Yeah. So you go in this cubicle and this is where, you know, people are so creative, but you come in yeah. and there's like, there's a globe, you know, an old fashioned globe. Oh. And then the banker's light with the yeah. green top and the little cord. <laughs> I'll look it up. It's the cutest oh, thing. It's fantastic funny. fixes to help your sad, pathetic cubicle. Mm. Um, but you know, even just going on, you know, Pinterest or somebody's mm -hmm. Etsy, I'm not creative, Rob. I'm creative on the computer. I'm creative in my mind, but mm -hmm. I have, like, I glue my thumbs together. I am not a crafter. Never have been, never will be. But that doesn't mean I don't enjoy looking at other people's. Right, right. And when you go look at these things, you need to have the right kind of frame of mind. You have to go yeah. like, isn't this fun? Wouldn't this yeah, be cool? Right. Not right. like, oh my God, I could never do that. Right. Sometimes, um, just one or two of those little things. You might not go the whole contact paper route, but if there's one element um, of somebody's decor like that, that's what you can pull in and maybe that's going to speak to you. Like I say, I sometimes just being able to put out a little thing of flowers or just being able to um, have a pretty vase or some something else to like you put the sharpies in a new a new container just something little like that somehow refreshes your outlook and when you can kind of get a little moment like that then everything else that was a stress before is now a little more tolerable it's well, not going to make things easier like, but it's you know tolerable. i'm not that goofy inspirational you know person that puts up the poster like you are capable of amazing right 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 I, you know i'm not that kind yep. of person more power to you if you are yeah. i find i have little superheroes hidden everywhere like <laughs> hanging on my wall i have a little batman keychain then yep. i have the hulk over here on my wall behind me as wonder woman yeah and you know as as goofy as it sounds when i see those I remind myself that there is a superhero in every one of us like that's right and so if there's a superhero in every one of us then I'm part of that <laughs> like, yes <laughs> you know because somehow you think like oh well this is all for everybody else yeah no, yeah my daughter does little dinosaurs and that she'll leave little dinosaurs everywhere. And if you go to her house, she'll have uh, guest uh, guest soaps and guest shampoos and guest dinosaurs. You know, she's got these little bins that she labels. And so she has dinosaurs. And if she gets in your house, 
you will open a drawer or you'll open something, you'll open a cabinet and all of a sudden there's a little dinosaur. And so I still have little dinosaurs in my desk from, uh, you know, if she had visited me, uh, she used to actually work for our company and now she works for a a comparable company down in North Carolina. But um, yeah, it's, (laughs) it's that kind of thing. And if you are a parent, somehow keeping things of your children around you just uh, refreshes you sort of saying, oh, yes, oh, yes, you know, that's my, that's my whole, that's my heart. That's my, that's my everything. Well, and it's funny, because like, you know, I get tired of looking at the same pictures. But you know what I never get tired of? I wish you could see it, Rob, over here on my shelf. I have a bunch, my kids are 13 and 16 now, so okay. they're really not into their Lego figurines anymore. Right, right. But I took them all and I made a little display out of them because we have oh, a Princess sure. Leia, we have a Darth Vader, we have a Yoda yeah. and, yeah, you know, and then we have these little ones that we got one time when we went to the Dis- the Lego store at Christmas and we made a Max, a San and a Zach. Oh, oh, I, I have love those. It. Like, and again, they, yep. they're not meaningful to anyone else, but people mm-hmm. will come in and go like, oh, wow, you collect, you know, Lego minifigures and ooh. And I'm like, you know, but they're fun to look at. And then everybody always goes like, oh my God, you have a SpongeBob. Oh yeah. my gosh, you have a Wonder Woman. <laughs> like, how fun is this? And it brings us back to that yeah. kind of childhood whimsy. And yeah. it's just, it's just fun. It is fun. The other thing that I like to do is if I'm at the beach or uh, somewhere, I like to collect little things. Like maybe if I'm on the beach and there was a pretty rock, I'm going to keep that on my desk. And it's amazing how if you just take a rock that you picked up or somebody gave you picked up and, and just kind of sit there and hold it for a few minutes, that brings you back to that moment. It just gives you that couple of minutes to regroup. those are little things it does sound so i don't know it just sounds a little you know out there but on the other hand you do it and you you all of a sudden have a little more composure you have you've got a grip on it and and life does need those little breaks you have to take those little breaks you've got to just sit there and and pet the rock every so often well i think you know rob a lot of times you know, we're in our cubicles, whether the cubicles in our home, whether the cubicles in an office, whether we're working, a lot of times I work in libraries and coffee shops. Um, Mm -hmm. What you're working on can feel really overwhelming, Sure. especially if you can't figure it out or it's hard or it's frustrating or you hate your boss. You're under the gun or you're under the gun and it's got to come and it's got to be done and you're not, and you know, you're forcing creative is, is really a, you know, it's a tough thing, but, and I, I see it with my kids because, you know, I made these really nice workstations for each of my kids. My Max has an L-shaped workstation with shells, you know, everything you could possibly want, a command Mm. center. And what does he do? He moves his computer in his bedroom, sticks it on an old folding table and puts all the super stuff hero, you know, superhero stuff around. And, you know, Zachy, I buy him this nice desk. It's, it's like a tower and it's got all these things, anything a kid could want. And what does he do? Same thing. Gets a little folding, you know, coffee table, card table, you know, those little folding things and sets his stuff up. And it really identified to me that efficiency is in the behind the eye of the beholder. And so is your work style. 
Yeah, exactly. So if you're a boss here, you know, I used to think I had a great way to organize things. And I do love to organize. I love to use clear yeah. jars so I can see what's in them. You know, there's nothing worse than sticking your hand in a jar of supplies or a box of supplies and getting poked with a pin, you know, a yeah. push pin. Everybody yes. does that. Yeah. Or end up with a staple in your fingernail, you know, like oh, yeah. it sticks up and that gets caught under there. Yeah. Um, you know, but allowing that little bit of creativity and maybe having a contest in your office or having a contest with yourself. Like mm-hmm. the one thing that I found too, Rob, which is really funny because I have boys and I never thought this would be important to them. Well, I went and bought a bunch of little stuff for everybody at the office uh, for Valentine's Day last year. And the kids took it and they decorated oh. their desk, you know? And <laughs> so then I'm like, oh, well, all right. So I guess I'll get a little box of stuff. And it was just stuff from like the 99 cent store. You know, it wasn't yeah, yeah. anything, but I thought it would be fun to have hearts on everybody's desks and stuff, you know, when I when yeah. they come into work. So I bought all this stuff. And the kids got into it and then decorated their desks at home. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. And it's, isn't that nice that you, you shared that with them, you know, and there again, I think you just need to let kids be creative when they want to be creative. And big so, kids too. Yeah. Yeah. There are times when um, we we structure our kids' thought processes too much. Sometimes I think giving them the ability to be be free to do something like that is wonderful. Well, and you know, and it works for adults too. For mm. you know, creativity when you put you know the one thing I hated. I worked for this guy, and he made us get rid of our our desktops. Oh. And everything had to be laptops and you're, you were allowed to have like a pencil cup. Like he was really, he wanted a minimalist look to his office Yeah, when people are coming in. And you know, the thing is, it's like, Rob, I work, was doing graphic design and editing and I'm like oh. editing these documents. You know, if you ever tried to edit design on a little laptop. Oh, absolutely. Yep. It's awful. Yep. Like you get it a is. headache, you squint, you're hunched over the hunched. Yeah. The hunch. Yeah. And that's usually somebody who doesn't work on a computer all day. They don't have it. <laughs> yeah. And so finally, you know, like about three months before I quit, I was like, screw it. So I brought in this big monitor and I would put it on my desk and work on it so I could see, because I was making mistakes when you can't read the copy, when you can't yeah. read the underline. Yeah. You know, you don't see something in a picture that's, you know, a two by two will blow it up on a big screen. You know, you see more. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so my quality of work went better and he would come in and go, you know, that's an eyesore. That's an eyesore. And I'm like, but I would put it away under my desk when I leave. Yep. Yep. There you are. Like, you know, sometimes that form over function, it, you know, is, is so frustrating. Mm-hmm. And that's more than ever when you have work that frustrates you, you know, like, mm-hmm. let's be honest, the stuff we're talking about is not when we're sunny, warm and wonderful. Right. It's how do we right. change our state? You know, nobody's saying, hey, get out of your good mood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's like, what do we do when we, and a lot of times if we're solo workers, like Rob, you, I'm a solo worker, mm-hmm. you're a solo worker. A lot of times, yes. You know, it's it's just me and the computer in order yep. to get my job done. Right, right. And, you know, there are times like when I, like this morning where I got three messages from different moms who are like, Hey, want to meet up for coffee? Hey, I'm driving near your house. I want to come by. And it's like, 
you know, I have a regular work day like anyone else. I just happen right. to do it in my home. Right, right. So and that still means I can yeah. control my decor, mm -hmm. you know, but I get bummed going to my own office, especially in August. I have the hardest time going into my office the month of August. I look at, you know, and this is where social media, you see all these families out having fun and doing yeah. things. And I know I have fun and do things too, but we all feel that way. Like that's a of normal course. feeling, you know, yep. I have a love hate relationship with my laundry room. Yes. 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 You know, I that was... Cute little things up. I got cute little baths container things and I have a, I have a pretty picture on the wall and then it says laundry, you know, yeah. like really beautiful, <laughs> but it's beautiful and clean like two days out of the year. Yeah. Yeah. And you totally have to just treat that as your, it's functional and it does its job and, and yeah, you've got to just do something else somewhere else, I guess. Yeah. Well, I just recognize that, you know, cause every time I go in, I'm like my pretty laundry room. I'm like, uh, you know, like mm -hmm. yesterday, like my dad had, had, I don't know why all the soda cans for recycle ended up in the sink in there. <sighs> and then Max's stinky, you know, laundry was there and his, his basketball jerseys, everything. It just looked like, it looked like a family blew up in there and it was just part <laughs> of everyone somewhere. That is so funny. And it was like nine o'clock at night till finally everything was done and it was clean. And you yeah. know, the pool towels were all laundered and put away. And, you know, cause we're at the end of our pool season, we start hot tub season, but we don't use the massive amount of towel. Right. Right. But it was finally all clean and there's a rug. Like don't ever put a rug on a laundry room floor. That was the uh, biggest mistake Oh God. because it's the biggest dryer lint collector. I was just going to say, you must have lint everywhere, everywhere. So mm -hmm. I have to vacuum that every week and it's, uh -huh. it's teal. It's like a, it's a, a deep green teal, mm. which really makes the white cabinets pop and the laundry pretty washer yeah. and dryer pop. And then I have kind of black and white art in there with a little touch of, mm -hmm. it's really a pretty room. Like you could literally sit in there and eat, eat lunch. If oh. you could ever get in there when it isn't full of laundry. Right, right, right. Well, I'll come and do laundry at your house. It sounds beautiful. <laughs> it's beautiful. Like it really is a beautiful room. It just mine is down cellar. <laughs> That's how it was growing up. Like yeah, yeah. mine is down cellar. <gasps> but even then, you know, like my mom would, you know, we had two big farmhouse sinks and then the washer and dryer sitting next to it. And, mm -hmm. you know, she did kind of pretty it up as much as she could, you know, in those days, because it really is, if you have to do crap, you don't like, like laundry all the mm -hmm. time. Mm -hmm at least it's in a nice place. Like, you know, you can, you know, you could make choices or like, I like to get all white things. Like I have white laundry baskets and I have white, you know, white bins and they're only from the 99 cent store or the sure. dollar store. It's not that it's a fortune to do some of the stuff. It just takes a few minutes, mm -hmm. but then you feel at least you don't feel horrible when you're doing stuff. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like you're in the gulag. That's what it used to look like in my mom's house. You go downstairs, it's like there's like the cement floor yep. and the exposed wood. Yep. And, you know, you could put a carpet down, you could put, you know, a divider up and just, right. you know, block off something. Because the whole point is, how do you feel while you're doing these things? If I can make you feel a little bit better while doing the things you don't want to do, did we win? Right. Right. 
and I think, um, well, I don't fold down there. I totally just put everything in a basket and bring them up either to the TV room or to the bedroom or wherever they're going to go. So, yeah, we're not down there very often, but I find things in my kitchen um, that will make me happy if I have a little something um, over the stove that while I'm standing there, because I think that's the one thing that is my pain point is when I come home from work and then having to start dinner, um, which you know, my husband's retired, but that doesn't mean he's always home either to start dinner. So at least if I have, um, maybe it's um, my tablet, a, a pretty stand for my tablet or a cookbook I use it for a tablet, just put on a fun movie or now I'm going to have to listen to Bad Batch and and have my podcast while I'm cooking dinner. Just having a little something there with me uh, because a lot of times my kitchen isn't really big. I don't want people coming in and helping. Um, Just just let let me be, but give me a little, maybe I'll put on um, you know, a Dean Martin record or something and just, just sit there and, and uh, I'm in my, in my moment. And that's what makes a, a painful task a lot more pleasant. Well, that's like, I have one of these little smart TVs. You know, everybody's getting the yeah. big 55, 57 inch. Yeah. I have this little, I think it's like a 19 inch or a 20 inch. Mm-hmm. It's really small, yep. but it's a smart TV. So it hooks to Wi-Fi. And nice, what it means yeah. is I can unplug it and carry it. It's smaller than my computer monitor and my, yes. so yep. I plug that, like I do all my cooking on Sunday, you know, so I mm. put that on my kitchen counter. I yeah, plug it in, yeah. I put on Netflix or I was watching, you know, I watched the good witch or some Yep. which it was really cute, <laughs> but I'm there, you know, I was cleaning out my refrigerator, wiping it all down, you know, and yeah. I, I cook, I cook five out of our six meals on Sunday. Right. And right. pack them all up so that, you know, cause I, I don't know, Rob, I can't get home at the end of my work day and make a meal. I just, I can't, yeah. it's, I'm yeah. too tired and, and everybody's going every which way. And my dad right. is four thirty. you know, the kids and I, we all try to get together maybe three or four times a week for a family mm-hmm. meal, but that's, that's on a good day. Right. 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 And, um, but yeah, so my little portable TV and I got it for like, it was like $79. You know, it wasn't, it wasn't a fortune. It was on Amazon. It's some, you know, who knows brand, but right. I like it. Cause they said it was like, 2.1 pounds. Oh, I love it. Yeah. yeah. So mm-hmm. it's got its little legs, you know, you have to screw the legs on, but I carry it. And sometimes I carry it in the laundry room and plug it in. Yeah, or I carry right. it in the kitchen and I carry it up in my bathroom and I put it on the countertop and then plug it in and watch, watch while, while I'm in the tub. Yeah. You know, if I was a multimillionaire, I would have those built-in TVs in every room and I could watch <laughs> it. But I'll tell you, my little, and it's my TV, don't touch yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yep. I, and, it, and it's like, you know, you can move it around the house. And yeah, am I ridiculous? But I do like to, love you it. know, those smart TVs, you can mm-hmm. listen to music. Right. You know, I have Spotify on it. I have my... Right you know, YouTube and Netflix. And, um, I listen to all my podcasts or sometimes I just watch. I love those when I'm cooking, like I just bought some bratwurst. So I picked up a a YouTube thing that said, you know, 15 bratwurst recipes. There you are. So I'm cooking the bratwurst or, you know, clean, you know, going like, you know, as I go about my afternoon, putting stuff away, putting my groceries away, all of a sudden I'm like, Hey, I have a can of beer. 
I have sauerkraut. I have onions. I have mustard. I have barbecue sauce. I can make, and a crock pot, I can make this recipe. And so I made a new recipe yesterday, Rob, totally because I plugged in my little movable TV, was yep. watching YouTube for ideas. Yeah. And, you know, we're going to have it for dinner, you know, some night this week. You grill the brats and then you throw them in the crock pot. You know, you brown yeah. them and yeah. throw them in the crock yeah. pot. A couple onions, can of sauerkraut, and then the syrup is like a cup of barbecue sauce, a cup of uh, gray poupon mustard, and then a little bit of hot sauce, which I left out because of my dad. Yeah. And then you throw it all in there and you leave it cook for a couple hours. Wow. Yum. Yum. That sounds really good. There are times those little tasting videos that you see on social media, I get an idea from those. Um, I did these sweet potato pancakes because I like Yum. I grew up with potato pancakes anyway. Um, and a sweet potato pancake they did. Um, and I was like, I've got sweet potatoes. I can do that. And it was really good. Really, really simple. But yeah, but, yeah when you see these little things, that is just, I love these quick ideas like that. Right. Because I think one of the things that happens, and especially as working mothers and I can't speak to working fathers because I'm not one. So I'm only going to speak mm. as a working mother, mm. but when you're especially a single mother and you have parent caregiving duties, child caregiving duties, mm -hmm. animal caregiving duties, mm -hmm. your company, and many of us have a side hustle, you mm -hmm. know, to earn extra money. By the end of the day, I have what is now known as decision fatigue. I didn't realize that that was an issue. You know, we name everything in this country. Everything I guess so, yeah. But when but I, it is a that, thing. I heard that term and it's like, you know what? I cannot make one more decision. I just mm -hmm. ran my office all day. I made all the decisions mm -hmm. that I was required to do. You get home and all of a sudden you're like, you know, mom, I need right. a scholastic new book. What one should I get? Help your kid pick it out. Help your, help your, help your, help your. My dad can't figure out something on his iPhone. Help you, help you, help you. Mm -hmm. By the time it's dinner, I'm like brain dead. Right. And I cannot right. put a knife and a fork together and that's why cooking all day on Sunday and getting yeah. meals prepped and put in the fridge so I can just pull them out, heat them up, reheat them, cook them, whatever. Yep. You know, I'm done. Right. Right. There are times that um, I won't shop a lot uh, ahead of time. Back in the day, I would shop once a week and that would be it. I'd have all my food for the whole week. But I don't always because there are times that I just get home and it's like, oh, God, no, do not want that. Give me a bowl of cereal. I just need to, I need to rest my brain. I need to rest my feet. I need to rest. I, I don't want to think about an ordeal of a meal because yeah. <laughs> that's just one more orchestration. Like you say, it's a decision to make. And that, and we don't have a big family anymore. I did once upon a time, and um, but we it's just the two of us now being retired. Well, so, and I found that you know, like my dad is on a restricted diet. Yep. And then one of my kids is on a semi-restricted diet, mm -hmm. and then I got picky little eater. And then oh. there's me, you know, and we all oh. like, I'm a vegetable eater. My one kid and my dad are all meat. Yeah. You know, we're not big potato eaters, which is frustrating because you think of how many things are in potatoes. And then I have mm. a kid and a dad who doesn't like tomatoes, like kill mm -hmm. me now, pick them out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
But when I cook three or four meals ahead of time, I find that everybody can choose what they want. Exactly. I was just going to say, we always would do that. I'd have at least, my son hated peas, so I would have peas and corn. How hard is it to throw corn on and peas? You know, no big deal. Rather than making that such a, 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 at the end of the day, you don't want to be arguing whether they ate the peas or not. He's going to get his green somewhere else. Like what it looks like when it's dinner time, I call everybody to dinner and I put the plates by the fridge and then everybody can open up and like, you know, like my dad wasn't feeling so well. So he really wanted the chicken. The, it was like chicken with some noodles and then. Zachary got the homemade ravioli. Max ate a chicken breast and uh, a green garden salad. I ate a green garden salad with whatever meat was left over. There was like turkey, chicken, put on top of some dressing. And we all ate together because the thing that I I had to come to Jesus with about, Rob, was... (laughs) It's more important for us to eat together than to eat the same thing. Absolutely. That was Absolutely. a big aha for me. That was something even 25, 30 years ago I would do. I didn't care what everybody ate. If you don't like the pork that I just made, then, you know, let's put a scrambled egg on the table and you can have scrambled eggs. Right. So you know, I won't cook pork. anything more. You know, I'm like, once I cook on Sunday, mm-hmm. like, you're on your own. So if you can't yep. find something in there to eat, you know, yeah. and like the other night we were, three of us ate the same thing. And then one of them was just like, Oh, that's disgusting. Yeah. I don't want to eat that. And I'm like, fine, whatever. And mm-hmm. you know, Turkey sandwich, but he made it. Cause that's yes, my other exactly. rule. It's like oh, if you're yeah. not going to eat what I ate, yeah. then, and it can, and it's gotta be nutritious. You know, it can't be a yeah. bag of chips and, you oh, know, right. Oh, right. No, like the that, kids- but it's, The kids could do scrambled eggs. They could do toast. They could do French toast. They could do a bowl of cereal. They could do oatmeal. They could do, you know, when the kids were in grade school, they were capable of it. They were able to do that. And And clean up. Clean up your mess. Because I already did a set of pots and pans to make dinner. So if you're going to make a scrambled egg, you clean it up. And it's like, you know, there's ways that, you know, as, as, um, uh, God, I can't, uh, Tara Kennedy Klein says, it's my favorite quote. She's like, your kids don't have to love you, but they don't have to hate you either. Like, you how are. can we make it so it's a compromise so we all eat and it's mm-hmm. not a battle of wills. Um, exactly. That's one of my great, you know, change the state game changers, which is we all need it. to eat together, but we don't need to eat the same thing. Yes. We'll be back again next week with another great episode. Thanks, Rob. I had a lot of fun. Me too. Take care, Sam. Thanks for spending time with us today on Military Mom Talk Radio. We've got more than 200 episodes available to you anytime on iTunes or at our website, MilitaryMomTalkRadio.com. Find us on Facebook or Twitter. We look forward to another great conversation with you on Military Mom Talk Radio.